there's going to be a huge chunk of your audience that aren't that new niche. And that's going to seem to you, it's going to feel a little bit like, oh, this is a reason why I shouldn't niche down. But over time, as you start to attract more of that right person into your audience and more of that new ideal client, that's when it starts to build that momentum. But it doesn't happen instantly. Welcome to Imperfect Action. I'm Steph Taylor. For years, I read all the books, downloaded all the freebies, and did all the courses. But it wasn't until I started taking Imperfect Action that my business had its first million-dollar year. Imperfect Action is about doing things before you're ready, prioritizing consistent action over perfect action, and moving forward, even when you're not sure you're doing it right. On this show, you can expect mindset advice, actionable marketing tips, and strategies to build a business that brings you more profit, more freedom, and even more joy. Are you on the list to get my daily biz boosters? Every day, I'll send you a bite-sized prompt designed to help you grow your business in a more intentional way. Sign up at stephtaylor.co forward slash DBB or at the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome back to Imperfect Action. This is episode 611. Today, I'm coaching Alana Bonneman, who is a nutritionist who's not really sure about whether she should go broad in the audience that she's trying to reach or if she should niche down and work with the people who she feels really inspired to work with, but is wondering if she's maybe limiting herself by doing so. If you are somebody who is struggling to know how niche to go with your business or is questioning whether maybe niching down would be beneficial for you, this episode is going to help you a lot. So I'm very excited to jump in. Let's get into it. Welcome, Alana. I am very excited to workshop with you on this challenge that you're experiencing today. So for our listeners, could you please summarize what challenge you really want support with? from me today. Right. Thanks, Steph. Thanks for having me on, by the way. Yeah. So I work with women and I'm clear that I work with women. Um, I'm a naturopath and I help women kind of get their energy back, but I, I'm also a mother and I want to work with mothers. I want to step into that world because I feel like I can connect with them. I feel like I am them. I feel like I can really, you know, writing copy and all that. Like I can really step into that. But every time I go deeper into this niche, I'm faced with crickets and then I'm thinking I need to step back and now pitch to the broader audience. And have you tried selling anything to the broader audience yet? Um, I guess not. That's a really good question. And I think the answer is no, because everyone online, all these gurus are saying, okay, the first thing you need to do is niche down. Now you niche, get there, niche, niche, niche. And so I'm thinking, okay, I need to, I need to niche. And this has always been something that I've always circled back to. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm being told I need to nail my niche, so I'm trying to nail this. And then I'm thinking, but it's not, it does, it feels, there's a real, I don't know, there's a blockage there, I feel. And then I'm just not sure what to do because I'm trying to nail, it's not working. And then I think I should go broad. So this, okay. is, yeah, this is why I think I need help with this. Okay, this is great. So, uh, so when you've tried selling things to your, the niche of mothers, what is so other than crickets have you had any kind of responses at all any kind of feedback anybody who's even said great idea but i can't afford this or has it just been absolute silence okay so 
I, as I said, I took this um, template of yours and I tried it and I picked it out. Then I was like, hey, who would like this? And I guess this I pitched to the broader audience. And I got a lot of mothers in there and I got a lot of women. Yes, this is great. I want it. Okay, next step. This is happening. And because there were so many mothers interested, um, I thought, great, I want to work with moms. Let's go into the mother niche. And then nothing came. And actually, I, m- I must say, when I put this poll up of who wants to do this, um, like uh, um, yeah, mothers did respond and said, I love this idea, but with three kids, I can't do this. So there is that. And then on my on, online, when I put that offer out there, yeah, I just get mums back. I, I, I get it. You know, they're busy. They don't have time. They put themselves last. Perhaps I need to meet them more where they're at, obviously. But yes, I, yeah, I think it is the, the mothers, the women in general that do respond. But because I see mothers in there, I think, excellent. I will go down into mothers. And I don't think you have a niche problem just listening to this. I mean, it doesn't sound like it's crickets because crickets Mm. to me would be you're putting it out there and you're getting no response whatsoever. Just because they're not buying doesn't mean that it's the wrong niche and it doesn't mean we need to go to a broader audience because especially when you're starting out um, or when you are a little bit newer in your space or in your, or when you're in quite a competitive space, like there are a lot of other naturopaths out there catering to women one of the easiest ways to stand out and to get known for something is to carve out that niche. So being a naturopath for mothers, yes, you might have a slightly smaller total addressable market, right? There's a smaller proportion of women who are mothers, but you within that market could carve out that name for yourself as the person, the go-to naturopath for mothers, rather than trying to swim in this big pool and trying to you know, um, Seth Godin has this beautiful, yeah, Seth Godin has this beautiful analogy of trying to make waves in a swimming pool versus trying to make waves in an ocean. It's Mm. so much easier to make waves in a small swimming pool. And then once you've made waves in that swimming pool, go to another swimming pool, make waves in that one, maybe expand the swimming pool rather than just diving into the ocean and trying to make big waves and not really being able to, because there's just so much of it. It's so vast. So I personally would think it's more of either an issue with the offer or with the messaging and judging by the feedback that they've given you where they don't have the time, they've got too many kids, you know, they, they're putting themselves last. It could be that either they don't see why they need to prioritize it yet, mm. or it's maybe just not aligned with what they need right now. Maybe they need something that's less high touch. So run me through what did, what was this offer? What did it look like? Mm-hmm. So it's a six week course of kind of just getting women, like getting their energy back. So we're folk, I'm, I'm offering two one-on-ones, like one at the start, one at the end to kind of touch in and to touch out, I guess. And then we're going through six weeks of, yeah, through a course module of what they can do. And I mean, I guess with this, it's also a lot on their part, right? Like as an, as a naturopath and working, if, I mean, even with anything, there's a lot that they need to also bring to the table, um, and I guess, yeah, it's also accountability and it's handholding and it's kind of bringing them through what they need to do, whether it's nutrition, whether it's supplementation, whether it's like self-addressing self-health and, and their gut. And yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was good. And I also, you know, put the price where I thought, okay, this is going to be an obvious, an obvious step for them to say yes. Um, but yeah, that just, it, it wasn't. So here's the thing, right? With what, by the sounds of what it is, it sounds like it's a huge lifestyle overhaul, right? 
They have to change the way they're eating. They have to change a lot of their habits. And that's really hard. Like we think about, you know, January 1st comes around every year and everyone's like, yeah, I'm going to start exercising. I'm going to get into a good routine. And then there's a reason why that doesn't stick past January 7th. It's really hard to get people to change their behavior. And I suspect that your ideal client for this has got to the point where they're like, they're looking at this and they're like, this sounds great. I want that but I'm just too exhausted to make those changes that will get me more energy back. Yeah. And that's that's the paradox. And I think to myself, well, if you make these changes, you're going to get the energy back. You know, that's where the, that's where the catch comes in because that's what I'm thinking to myself. And I am that person as well. So it's also, I need to sit with them more, I guess, with that. Yes, but also maybe there's something, some offer that you can bring in that's a step earlier than that. Mm. It's slightly lower commitment. It's going to be a lower price point. It's a lower time investment. It's maybe some quicker sort of wins that they can start to implement now so that they can start feeling better. So they can start to see, actually, this is doable. This is achievable. Uh, Another thing is they might be looking at your course thinking, I'm going to sign up for this and it's going to be like everything else where I've tried and I fall off the bandwagon a week later because I'm just too busy and I don't have the time and I can't prioritize this. Mm. Um, So that's, that's the first thought. But the other thought that I have is that maybe they don't quite understand Maybe they don't understand what's causing their tiredness. Maybe they assume it's just the way that it is when you've got lots of kids, mm. or maybe they don't understand how you can help them to solve that tiredness. They don't understand mm. what's involved. Um, they don't understand that it doesn't have to be as difficult as they think it is. Maybe they don't understand that it's possible to not feel tired. There's all of these different things that they potentially need a bit more educating around before they'll be ready to commit. Mm -hmm. And so this is where the problem comes in of like niching, because when I first started this, I started really broad. I started a podcast, the health after 30 podcast. So it's basically anyone after 30. And then I've kind of filtered that down to women after 30. And then it's kind of going women after 30 with kids. So I have this really broad, I guess when I'm posting on social media and stuff like that, it's quite broad. Although I'm trying, I'm being very broad, although I'm trying to be specific. Okay. I, I, that's really clear now. And I think I'm really scared. I think what's holding me back is I'm just scared to kind of be that person, be stuck in having to be that niche. And just you're never stuck in that. it. So you're mm. never stuck into it, right? When you're starting out, it's easier to make a name for yourself in that niche. Once you have become the go-to in that niche, then you can start to look, okay, are we going to go upstream? Are we going to, uh, it, it just instead of focusing on women, maybe we go into corporates and we do nutrition, naturopathy, oh my goodness, how do you say it? Naturopathy <laughs> workshops in corporates, in like offices, or maybe we go one step downstream. Maybe we do workshops for kids or maybe we do courses for kids um, or we can go broader. We can say, well, Maybe if it's um, for mothers, maybe we can do one for fathers or we can do Mm. one for more women. So we can start to expand, but we first need to make sure we get that first niche working. We get the offer generating income and that once that's all sorted, then you can start to look broader. But it's scary because it does feel like you are limiting the number of people you can sell to, but it, in my experience and everybody I have seen who has niched down, it has the opposite effect. Mm. because so you can then, then get so with, clear yeah yeah 
that's that's yeah that's it seems very obvious now, now that you say it when you um right so with branding and now that once you've already started making momentum for example having a podcast and naming it now that it's now that I feel like I'm so broad how do I pivot to then just and the following and <clears throat> pardon me the email list you know it's all very broad now how does one pivot to just then hone in like how does how, I, I see how one can do that, but like actually, how do you do that? It doesn't do you know have I mean? to be. <laughs> it doesn't have to be this huge big announcement of like, "Hello world, I've pivoted. This is what I do now." Like you can do that. You can email your list and you can tell them, "Hey, this is what I'm going to be focusing on going forward." If you don't want to get these emails anymore, click here and. I'll remove you from the list. You can do that. And that's a good way to do it. Absolutely. So you're not paying for extra contacts on your list who don't want to be there. Um, and you can say to your social media audience, you know, this is what I'm going to be talking about going forward. You might find that there are people who still, even though they're not in that niche, they still follow you because some of the things that you share might be relevant to them in another way, or it might be something that will be relevant to them in the future. So they stay on your list there or stay on, stay in your audience there. Uh, in reality, I mean, such a small percentage of our followers see what we post anyway. Um, mm. so I don't think it's going to be, I mean, I think like probably more than half of the people who follow me follow me because they wanted to learn how to launch a podcast, which, I talk about in my free workshops and my free masterclass, but it's not something I talk about on social media, mm-hmm. but they're still there and they are free to leave if they want to. And I know that I will still attract more of the right people back in return. Mm-hmm. So it's, I guess, knowing like you will attract those right people in, it might not be 3.6 billion or however many there were, women there are on the planet, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure there are a lot of mothers on the planet. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I mean, especially they're all they're, they're all circulating online. Yeah, I guess it's just making that change and having like just being having the ability to kind of be okay with being with one thing. And you're right. Like once you're there, then you can kind of flesh out. Like once once you've once you've kind of really honed in, or once you're really sitting with that niche and you're doing that and you're making changes there, then to broaden the office yeah. suite or the spectrum of who you help. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think for, for you, I would say like your biggest step that you can do here is to actually commit to it, to say, look, <laughs> this is what I'm, cause you know, it's very easy to say, Oh, I don't know whether to be this niche or whether to go broad. And you stand with one foot in either of them. And then you end up being very wishy-washy because every time you sit down to post something, you're like, I don't know who I'm writing this to. Or every time you write an email, it's like, oh, is this for a mother? Is this for all women? Like, who is this for? And then it ends up resonating with nobody. Yes. And you said it yourself at the start. You said you find it really easy to write copy for mothers because you can relate to them. Well, there's a great place to start. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. But I think I knew this. I think I really knew this, but I just needed to hear it. Um, And then, yeah, you're right. Stick to it and have the commitment of just continuing there. Yeah. A good one to start with is to write out the story behind why you love serving this niche and why you are niching into that. Write it out like for yourself, first of all, and then send or maybe tailor it a little bit, tweak it. So it's in an email format, send that to your list and explain this is why you've decided to niche down. Mm. Um, same with your Instagram audience. Post 
on there why you've decided to niche down mm. and explain, you know, this is the audience you connect with the most. Um, your audience has evolved over time and your business is evolving over time as well. Your niche is evolving over time as well. And these are the people you feel you can impact and serve the best right now. Mm. It doesn't mean you're stuck with it forever. <laughs> yeah. And so in saying that, when one who already has a, I guess a brand, but a podcast with a name, do you just, should, should I implement changes all the way through that too? Or do I just keep it as it is and as it's going? The Health After 30, for example, it's very broad. If you saw that, you wouldn't necessarily think, okay, this is for mums. You know, I understand, okay, like putting it out, like changing, like telling other people who are following and on my email list, changing it there. But then do I I change everything? No, you don't need to. Mm. You don't need to. So you can also niche by offer, right? So you can have different offers that serve different niches, but you can still be more broadly a naturopath Mm. for women. Uh, it does become harder to, especially like if it's a personal brand, it does become harder to build that name for yourself within that specific niche because then rather than being a naturopath for mothers, you're a naturopath for women. Uh, mm-hmm. But you can say, you, you can have it so that your offers are niched. So you can have one that's for mothers. You can have one that's for people over 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would, I wouldn't, I don't worry about changing the podcast yet. You might find over time that you do want to evolve it. You do want to pivot it slightly. You might find that you start talking about different content naturally because you are going in a different direction. Uh, but focus just on what content you're sharing with your audience elsewhere at the moment. So your list, your Instagram, and then your, I imagine your podcast content will start to move, start to shift mm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. How's that Thank feeling? So, yeah. Great. Thank you. And I just want to also say that since being in your world, so to say, I think the word imperfect action comes to my head daily when I'm doing something. And yeah, honestly, it's like, Alana, just, just take imperfect action. It's like, it's okay. Just go, just do it. Honestly, like, yeah, I have to thank you for that because I'm just constantly now imperfect action. Yeah. Go, just go, just go do it, evolve and keep going. And this is a part of that process. So yeah. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And like, I think I mean, I've been through the process of niching. I've shifted my audience several times. I've shifted my niche several times. And like each time I've sat on it for so long because I'm like, oh, I need to change my messaging and I need to change my website. I need to do that. I need to do that. And eventually would get to a point where I'm like, I, this needs to change like yesterday. And that's when I do it. So if you can, if you can not do what I've done and instead take that imperfect action, write that story out. Because one, you'll find as you journal on that, as you write that out, your messaging might naturally start to write itself, essentially. Mm. Uh, and that can also t- change over time. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to have the perfect Instagram bio, the perfect website headline right now. We can evolve yeah. that over time. Yeah. As long absolutely. as you start to take that action now. And I think above all, like that first piece of homework for you is just to make that commitment. Just say, okay. I'm switching. This is, I'm going all in on this niche now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Making the commitment and also staying with the commitment, even when I feel there's nothing coming back. It's it's also a part of that imperfect action, just keeping on going on what you feel's right. Cause I think that's sometimes what happens. You go with what you feel's right, but you don't get that instant gratification or you're not getting that feedback of this is the right thing. You know, there's no answer from the universe saying, yep, 
keep going, keep going. So it's just, okay, next step, next imperfect step, <laughs> next imperfect step. Yeah. That instant feed. Yeah. That instant feedback almost never happens as well. Yeah. You know, especially when you, there's going to be a huge chunk of your audience that aren't that new niche. And that's going to seem to you, it's going to feel a little bit like, oh, this is a reason why I shouldn't niche down. But over time, as you start to attract more of that right person into your audience and more of that new ideal client, that's when it starts to build that momentum. But it doesn't happen instantly. And I mean, you can always even say to yourself, if, you, if you're so scared to go all in, you can say, okay, I'm going to try this for six months. And if mm. it doesn't, I'm going back to the original niche. But as long as you can do it for six months and be consistent with it. And if you're going to do it for six months, then maybe do shift the podcast as well. Shift the content you're talking about. You don't need to rebrand it, but talk about different content on there. Yeah. Excellent. I'll do that. Thank you. Any, any, any questions that are lingering there? Anything else that's coming up for you? No, I think, I think the nail's been put in the coffin. It's like, okay, just like, yeah, just do it and commit to it. I think that's I mean, honestly the take home for me there because I've been circling around and I know this, but just taking the step and knowing, okay, it's not going to be instant and it's going to take time and you just keep, keep going there. I think I knew that I just needed to really, I needed to hear that again from someone who wasn't just myself telling myself that. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I know that feeling. Sometimes we just want somebody else external to be like, yeah, that's not a terrible idea. You can do that. Yeah. We just need that permission <laughs> from somebody else. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah, Alana, excellent. what are you going to go and do? What are your next steps then? Yes. Well, the first thing is committing to myself to do it. And yes, giving a timeline to doing this and just, I think, getting clear on myself why I'm doing this. And then also just explaining that, like honestly explaining that to my already existing audience because I honestly I sometimes I feel if I'm telling people that I'm moving and changing if I always kind of tell them how I'm feeling and what I'm doing then they're just thinking what is she feeling and doing like what's actually happening but I think just to get clear with myself explain that to people transparently and then commit to it and give it a timeline for six months and then refresh in six months and see where I'm at and then go from there yeah absolutely and start tracking you know track numbers, start looking. Every time somebody gives you some feedback, write it down because, you know, even at the start when you said you launched your offer and it was crickets, for me, crickets is just absolute silence. Yours, that Mm. was great feedback. When we get that kind of feedback, we can take it on board and we can use it to improve or we can say, oh, they're not buying, they're not buying, they're not buying. But meanwhile, Mm. they're telling us why they're not buying and that gives us something we can work with. Absolutely. And starting with this something smaller, something more achievable, something where they can kind of like taste the, taste the freedom, (laughs) taste what it it feels like. Love that. Yeah. Wonderful. Awesome. Alana, this has been a really fun one to workshop. I know the people listening to this are going to get a lot out of it because this is like one of the most common questions I get is about niching. So Mm. I'm Glad I've been able to help you. And I'm really glad I've been able to help anybody else who's listening to this episode. Yeah, it's been awesome. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. All right. That is it for today's episode. If you haven't already hit subscribe, make sure you hit the plus button in Apple Podcasts or the follow button in Spotify, and you'll get each new episode straight to your podcast app every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And if you have any friends who you think might be struggling with this issue, hit the share button, copy the link, and send it over to them. It's how I get to help more people. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time.